Well, I want to introduce our special guest this morning. I'm very, very excited about this. Her name is Randy Joe Rooks. Randy and her husband, Brandon, and there are three kids. Two of them are back there in the kids' church, and uh, Raymond is up here with the big kids. Amen. Hallelujah. So Randy and her husband, Brandon, met at UNCW. They're both Seahawk alumni and graduates of the business school. All right. She's a wife and homeschooling mom to her three children, so everybody speak grace, grace over her. I know from experience, uh, my wife homeschooled our three daughters up to middle school, so we know what that's like. Uh, They've lived here in Wilmington for the last 16 years, and for the past four years, she has represented World Vision for this area. And when the Lord called her to be a child ambassador with World Vision in 2013, she was immediately attacked by the enemy, suffered physically, mentally, and spiritually. However, comma, after being diagnosed with Lyme disease, she was gloriously and beautifully healed by the King. Amen. So would you please give a warm Faith Live Fellowship welcome to Randy as she comes and shares her heart and passion for world vision. Amen. Thank you. you can hold it or put it there. Thank you all so much for having me. I enjoyed so much praising King Jesus with you. And I can't imagine when all of our brothers and sisters are together. I'm so thankful we'll have new bodies because... I genuinely can't. This one would not contain it. So thank you so much. We were really blessed today. And I do um, speak, you know, just um, I really do believe that the Lord is going to use you locally. And I receive what you said so much. And I just really believe that um, he is going to bring many hurting people here. And you, church, the people, are going to be a place of healing because that is what his spirit does. And so I just pray that you um, focus on just being filled with his spirit and depending on him in all things. And I believe it will be a place of healing. I want to talk to you today about what God is doing in the Middle East. And when you think of the Middle East, I wonder, do you only think of hopelessness? Do you only think of despair? Is Is it a lost cause to you? And so you just never think about it. Well, I believe that God is doing a mighty work in the Middle East. I believe that King Jesus is a king of the impossible. I believe that King Jesus is one who can bring goodness out of evil and that he is right now being a light in that darkness. So before I talk to you more about um, what World Vision is doing in the Middle East and how you can be a part of it, I do like to share kind of some basics about World Vision and kind of um, about our place in the world. So we linked up with World Vision about seven years ago. You know, it is the um, biggest, it's the largest Christian humanitarian organization in the world. They're the largest provider of clean water. So if you've heard of them, you've probably heard about their, um, how they minister to children. They're an organization that focuses on children. And, um, but right now, one of the most important works they're doing is in the Syrian refugee crisis. I do want to take away any anxiety you have that I'm not going to be talking politics today. The political discussion that is revolved around refugees is really focused on a couple thousand people, but I want to talk to you about the millions that I believe that the Lord is already ministering to that are in the Middle East. So um, is it important to think globally? I think so. I think that part of the healing that the Lord is doing here is helping people look globally. For one thing, when we look globally, we remember how much privilege and power we have. 
And when you look globally, that really helps you have an abundance mentality, which says that God created this world with enough for everybody, and I have all I need, versus a scarcity mentality, which our culture teaches, which is really never having contentment and always needing more, and a lot of confusion between wants versus needs. So on my next slide, I just want to talk about our place globally and kind of how we're positioned in the world. Just some quick facts. Over one-third of the world's population lives on less than $2 a day. To remind ourselves we're not a majority, if we took 100 people on this earth as a group that represents the reality of our makeup as a world, out of that 100, only five would be American or Canadian. 33 would be Christian. So we are a global minority as Americans and as Christians, but we're a very powerful minority. On our next slide, we may not even realize that we're that wealthy, but 39% of Christians in the world live in the global north and hold 83% of the church's resources. So that means 61% of Christians live in the global south and have only 17%. To take that further, if you make $20,000 a year, you're in the richest 11% of the world. If you make $50,000 a year, you're in the richest 0.98% of the world. The total income of American churchgoers is $6.5 trillion dollars. So that means if churchgoers gave 10% to charity, we would change the world. That's $500 billion a year. On our next slide, um, you know, just some basics again about World Vision. Um, Like I said before, they are the largest provider of clean water in the world, but they also are a leader in what is the worst humanitarian crisis of our day, which is the Syrian refugee crisis. Next slide. In the Syrian refugee crisis, there is 12 million people in need. Seven million of those are still within Syria. Next slide. And five million have fled to other countries. Most people don't realize that 95% of refugees are staying in, you know, in, the, in the Middle East, and that 95% of them want to stay. They want to return home. So of these 12 million people that are in need, half of them are children. And that is where world vision comes in, and that is why the Lord has called me to this. These children are at great risk of malnutrition, abuse, exploitation, and so much more extremism if other groups reach them before Jesus does. There are two million children not in school. That's an entire generation uneducated. Can you imagine who who they will grow to become if Jesus doesn't get to them? These children have lost loved ones, suffered injuries, and witnessed unspeakable violence and brutality. Think about King Jesus, and what a contrast his gentle, compassionate hand would be to them. 
So World Vision has been in Syria since this crisis began in 2011. They've helped over 2 million people. God is at work in this part of the world. They have been on the front lines, and I do believe we are called to support our brothers and sisters that are helping. This is not a time to send in new people to the Middle East. It's a time to help those who are there. On our next slide, these refugees are hungry, and Jesus is giving them something to eat through World Vision. For those who are passing by, they have canned meat and like baby food and things like that. Um, people who are passing by, they also have things like diapers and book bags, hand sanitizer, toys for children. On our next slide, these refugees are thirsty and need cleansing. And Jesus, through World Vision, is giving water. And they help with sanitation needs in the camps. In the camps we serve, 70,000 people have benefited from clean water. And more than 200,000 have benefited from improved sanitation. On our next slide, they need clothes, and Jesus is clothing them. Next slide, they are imprisoned in the squalor of these camps, and Jesus is visiting them. And our next slide is my favorite part, probably, of World Vision's work there. This is the child-friendly space. And this is a safe haven, basically, for children to go and just be a child again. They use song and dance and art. And they just allow them the privilege to just have an emotion again. I'm so grateful um, for these child-friendly spaces. And here's a short little video about those spaces. So yes, most of these refugees are children. And if you can't tell, most of them are Muslim. And I do believe that the Lord is calling us to reach them. The church has been praying for many years for an opportunity to break into the Middle East, and this is a bullseye target right in the middle, and I believe the Lord is at work. When you look at that video and you see those children, can you see them like the Lord sees them? I can. I believe they are children just like my own who deserve an opportunity to know him as their father. Can we trust that the same God Almighty that raised Jesus from the dead can bring life out of a place of death? Can we believe with faith that the same spirit who brought me out of darkness and you out of darkness can bring light to one of the darkest places on earth? I believe he can. This is the time for his body to act with courageous compassion and not fear. We can't despair when we hear the news. That's not what we're called to. He that is in us is greater. And I do believe that though we're small parts, when we, when we all work together, amazing things happen, and I believe that one that we work for, King Jesus, can move mountains with the smallest acts of faith. The Lord Jesus broke my heart for children that are in need of him, and I believe that's his heart that he gave to me. A piece of his heart was given to me, and so I can't do nothing. What an honor to be able to carry his heart into the world. That means that every time I do a small act to tell about these children or to give, that means I'm bringing relief to a part of my father's heart that is hurting. Praise God, right? That we get to, by his grace, bring comfort to a part of his heart that's broken. He's so compassionate, so grace-filled. He is love himself. He is good. I want these children to be given a chance to know the lavish love that he has given me. To be a child, 
again, yes, but to be his child for eternity. I don't believe this is a God-forsaken place. I believe his spirit is there, and I believe he's asking his body to give some flesh to what his spirit wants to do. Let it be the comforter Jesus who comes to this generation of suffering children. Let it be my gentle shepherd they remember coming to them in their darkest hour. Let it be Jesus they know as their refuge, and let it be Jesus through his people willing to do small things. Please, please pray for these children in the Middle East, and if you would just humor me, if you could just reach into your pocket and get your key or your purse, and get out your keys, particularly your house key. Syrians, most Syrians still wear their key around their neck because they want to return home, and they haven't known a home for many years now. And so I pray today that when you use your key to open up your house, that you'll think of them, and will you use that kind of as a nudge every time you touch that key to pray for them and to pray for these children? They do long to return home. And I just um, can't believe how privileged we are. Yeah, I hope, pray that this um, really encourages you. And I pray it gives you hope for what the Lord is doing there. I pray you have new eyes to see the Middle East as a place of God's movement and what he's doing, and not a place of despair. I do believe that this is a way that we can truly fight evil from right where we are. We are pushing back evil with goodness. So thank you so much. I do um, have one more video, and then um, if you feel led to act, please pray regardless. But if you do feel led to give more, you can become a refugee responder. Nick, I could talk to you more about that, but I have one more video about um, a partner of World Vision. His name is Father Daniel, and he's in Iraq. This is a wonderful partner that World Vision has. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's all. Thank you so much. I do pray that, um, like I said, that you will have hope for the Middle East, that when you <coughs> see the news, you'll use it as a point not to despair, but to pray and to believe with eyes of faith that God is at work there. And if you do feel led to be part of it, I'd love to talk to you more. You can become a refugee responder like we are. Um, $29 a month is the minimum they ask for that. So thank you all so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bear with me. I have some scriptures I want to read. I just want to make a few points about the heart of Jesus. You know, how he felt about the hurting and the needy when he was walking on the earth in his earthly ministry, but also how he feels about them now, and it hasn't changed. Matthew chapter 9, verse 36 in the King James Version says, But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. He saw the hurting masses, and he felt drawn to them. He wanted to meet their needs. Amen? When he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion because they were sick they were hungry, and they were bereft of spiritual leadership, guidance, and direction. Now, he met their needs miraculously, but also recognized his limitations and asked his disciples to pray for more laborers. If you read on in the scripture there, after Matthew nine thirty six, you get to Matthew 10. He says, pray the Lord of the harvest that he send forth laborers into this harvest because I'm only one person, and I can't minister to all of these people the way that I would desire to. Amen? 
So he recognized his limitations and he asked the disciples to pray for more laborers, more people, listen to me, who would meet the needs of the hurting and needy masses in his name. Amen. Now that's what world vision is all about. Reaching out to the hurting and needy masses, representing Jesus and spreading his love to those who need it the most. I urge you to pray about a one-time gift or even give into World Vision on a regular basis. So while we're praying, I want you to search your heart concerning World Vision and just write, write your checks out to Faith Life Fellowship and we will write one check to World Vision. Amen. Father, we submit our hearts to you. We seek your face. We ask you, Father God, speak to us. What would you have us give? Let it be a seed sown in fertile ground that produces a harvest in the life of the givers and also in the lives of those who will be the recipients of these resources. We pray it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. We believe in God the Father. We believe in Jesus Christ. We believe in the Holy Spirit. And He's given us new life. We believe in the crucifixion. We believe that He conquered death. We believe in the resurrection. And He's coming back again. 